For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. That's right, it's my show. I'm Shane Told. Yeah, I do this every week. I'm excited for this one. Very excited. Now, I have talked to some of my favorite lead singers from my favorite bands. People like Fat Mike from No Effects or Tim from Rise Against. The list goes on and on. And I love that I get to do that. But I got to be honest. I still love new music that comes out. And I love new bands. And part of my passion for music has been reignited by Mike Howell, co-host of The New Noise. You know him. You love him. He's great. And he turned me on to this band, and they have become, very quickly, one of my favorite bands. They're called Holding Absence. They're from the UK. They're absolutely incredible. And I was very excited and a little nervous, actually, to pick the brain of their lead singer, Lucas Woodland. And he's here. We got him. We did this live on Twitch. It was really great. It's a great episode. And I'm just so stoked. Just not only just for the music they're making and everything they're about to do. And I say about to do because they just put out an amazing record and they can't do anything yet. 
because, yeah, COVID. But I was very excited to pick this guy's brain. He's incredible. And, uh, yeah, he did not disappoint in terms of an interview. So sit back and get ready for an awesome conversation with Lucas. This is one for the ages, one for the books. What are we, episode 277, finally hitting our stride. (laughs) But I love it so much, and thanks for being here. Now, before we get to that, a couple little orders of show business that I want you to know about. Now, I know I haven't been on Twitch. I know it's been over a month now since I've been on. I've been busy. I've been doing my own music. I've been in a place where I don't have internet, so it's been a challenge. But we're going to be back next week. I'm going to be doing some stuff on Twitch, so make sure you follow me, twitch.tv slash told. And... There's always a lot going on with the All Access Club, so check that out as well, leadsingersyndrome.com slash allaccess. That's what helps keep this show going week after week and going strong. It is the best, okay? Check out those things and make sure you follow me on social media and everything else as well. I know you do. If you like the show, write a review on iTunes. All of it helps to keep the great conversations going and like man like I'm just I'm so excited about like new descendants coming out and everything else but this holding absence record it's just it's already solidified a really special place in my heart so get ready for a great conversation and uh this is awesome and yeah I've been drinking maybe you can tell whatever it's beside the point thank you everybody for listening This is unedited. (laughs) We're putting it up just like this, but that's okay. Here is my conversation with Lucas Woodland from Holding Absence. everyone what is up i'm shane you know that i'm here every week and i'm excited for this one we got a great guest welcome everybody on on the chat we're gonna bring him in in just one second he's right here i see him in the waiting room he looks eager we'll get him in here lucas from holding absence what's up man yo how's it going brother uk I'm, I am all right. Yes. I love that. That's such a UK thing. Y'all right? Y'all right? Y'all right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, every, every hello is a question. Yes. Right. I, I'm more <laughs> than all right, actually. And I, 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 are you all right? I'm all right. Yeah. I've been, I've been better. I've been worse. Yeah. All right. Nice. Nice. Well, well, welcome everybody. Um, the chat is already popping off. Everyone's excited that you're here. First of all, I, I got to give you a huge congrats on the new album. It's been out for what about a month now. This yeah. this record is is awesome. I'm I'm already calling it this. This is like I don't want to say album of the year, but we're like top ten. It's it's in my top ten for sure, and I don't think it's going anywhere. Thank you, bro. Yeah, it's um, 
obviously it's, it's a weird one in it you know we're, we're putting out a record in such a weird time but i love the fact that it kind of it doesn't matter you know like to me the music's always the point and you know I, i'm so honored that you know you think it, it's at all good and, and um and i'm glad that you know even though it's been a year that's been hindered with stuff like the yeah. music shouldn't ever be hindered so i'm glad that it isn't you know yeah i'm 100 i mean that's you kind of summed it up right there not only you know is it a band putting out music in a really weird time, a time that we've never lived through before. But this is a, a sophomore record for you guys. You know, uh, yeah. this is the make or break album. We talk about for it sure. on the show all the time. You know, if if you fuck up your second album, it's over. <laughs> very few bands have recovered from that. We were very conscious of that, you know. Um, and I think, you know, but at the same time, some of my favorite albums of all time were the album twos, you know, because you've kind yeah. of got that pressure you've got that chip on your shoulder um and, and i like to think you know we kind of hurdled over our debut with this one you know so um so i am very very grateful that it didn't go you know up in flames <laughs> yeah man well I, I mean i'll be honest with you you know i i've always liked your band since i heard you guys and you know there was a lot of hype surrounding you know this release and you know that comes from your first album and i was really surprised when i read you i read about you talking about the first record how it was kind of dis uh, maybe a disappointment for yourself it didn't do the things you maybe either wanted it to do or thought it might do and i feel like you can kind of hear it with the greatest mistake mm. of my life in that this is a really a lesson in i'm trying to think of the word preparation um thank you you know all the i's are are dotted and the uh t's are crossed you know yeah for sure man thank you yeah i think that the thing we had with the debut was like you know and and i am i'm one of those people who i i hate listening to interviews with um with with bands that kind of dump on their old stuff like it really bums right. me out because at the end of the day you, you know you might objectively have a weird experience with it or whatever, but there's just so many people out there that still love those songs, you know, and, and it always upsets me when I listen to bands and they say their song sucks or I hate that album or whatever. So I'm right. always, I always try and be very mindful and look at my experience with the album and actually what it is as like a sentient piece of work, try and trying to dissect those two, you know, and, and yeah. separate them. So for me with the debut album, uh, oh my God, it was just a, just thing after thing, you know, member, leaving yeah. after studio issues after blah 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 and like i'm proud of that album i always will be but i look back and it was kind of traumatic for me and i know that <laughs> sounds really stupid but you know we had some things that there were some periods that the band could have just called it a day at, in in the process of of that record and and like i like to think you can't tell when you listen to the album but you know um if i was to sit and t talk you through everything the changed from the recording of the first song to the last song. So much happened, you know. And for me now with this record, it was just like the greatest mistake. It was, it was like, I have no hurdles in front of me and I just want to show the world what myself and my band can do, like unhindered, if that right. makes sense. So, um, except so yeah. For, so except I'm, for the global pandemic that's in your way from hmm, yeah, touring I mean, or know, promoting album, the record properly. <laughs> except for that. Album three, hopefully <laughs> we'll have no, no, no problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it's true though. I mean, you know, it did feel like, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, you, the record came out in 2019, you were able to put it out, you know, um, and tour on it. And you guys did some really great shows and really great tours, but you know, it, people don't hear about a band overnight. 
you know no, for sure man. so yeah. and, I, and i think you know um yourself uh testament as well as probably you know hundreds of of your peers you know it's like um I think I'd rather be somebody with longevity than, you know, sporadic hype, you know. So for me, it's, it's more about, like, I think a lot of the time consistency is, is the hardest thing to achieve as a musician, you know. Right. So I don't, I don't mind if people don't know about my band yet or don't enjoy my band yet or whatever, because, like, I promise I'm going to really try hard to make album five just as good as album two, you know. I'm sure, and I'm sure you will. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, though, as someone who's, who's now working on album 10, doesn't get doesn't <laughs> yeah. get easier. Don't wish your life away as well. <laughs> yeah, does not get easier, man. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, how much do you think the pandemic really stifled you guys? Though, I mean, maybe not creatively, but at least in terms of getting your name out there as a new band. Yeah, man. Like, um, you know, first and foremost, I always have to preface when I talk about this record with the fact that it was finished last February. So not a single word that I sung was mentally affected mm -hmm. by. COVID, you know, and like, and I think even now the lyrics that I'm maybe writing for album three now, I'm like, oh, I hate the thought of COVID affecting me mentally, you know? Right. Um, so I'm fortunate that this album wasn't affected by COVID at all. You know, like we left the studio and literally two days later, lockdown happened. And, you know, so, so yeah, so, but as, as you said, you know, in regards to like how COVID kind of affected it, like, um, it was supposed to have come out last October, I think. So, you know, uh, that in itself, just the fact that we kind of pushed the album back like half a calendar year. And of course, touring as well. You know, we're a band that really, really, uh, you know, it's the connection for us. That's the main thing is, is like meeting the people who have mm -hmm. connected with these songs and, and kind of and thanking them as, as much as anything in person. That's such a such a special part of our band. So releasing yeah. a record and not being able to play it, dude, you know, it's obviously, you know, you've put out a new music yourself. Like, you you know, it's just like, it does kind of hollow out the middle of, of what is normally so fun ab about kind of releasing music, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's crazy that, that, okay, so the record is done February. So we're talking about well over a year ago, 15 months ago, 15 months ago. And then it was a long wait, supposedly anyway. Yeah. Was that, was that a label decision because the, you were still kind of working on the, the other album or, or I mean, cause that's, that's like, man, that's the, that makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure, man. I think it was because, you know, we didn't want to, uh, cause basically this, the story goes that we had, um, a U.S. tour booked with being as an ocean. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've never left Europe as a person. So for me, as, as a person, let alone a musician, you know, the, the big old land of promise or whatever they call it, you know, America, so many new places to explore and so many new places to play. And, and that kind of, basically we had visa issues and we, and we couldn't come uh, over. Um, uh, and that right. was, you know, two months build up, two months we were supposed to be there and, you know, about a month or two of clear calendar. So we're looking at like nearly half a year of just twiddling our thumbs because we kind of got caught out essentially. Oh, man. Um, so, and basically because of that, we were just like, let's just write album two already, you know? Yeah. And, and I think a, a big part of, you know, I, I guess we didn't want to, we didn't want to rush the second record out, you know? So it was always going to be a little bit pushed back, but um, at the same time, you know, we were just kind of ready to, like I said, you know, I, I don't want to ang angle on album one being a bit of a, a negative mental experience for myself, but, you know, I was kind of ready to move on, you know, like there's people playing on the first record that, you know, I don't even yeah. speak to you anymore, uh, you know, right. and, and this, um, and that's just kind of how it is really. But I, I just felt like, and I still do, I always feel this, 
Holden Absence is this big enigmatic vessel in my head, you know, and I'm just a guy on the on the ship and I just want to show what special stuff we can do, you know, and and so yeah, kind of pushing for album two is very much just there's more in the tank, let's show everybody what it is, you know. Absolutely. No, that's crazy. I actually didn't realize you guys you guys still have still never been overseas. Mm-mm. You've only played nope. UK, UK and Europe. You've never been to America. Yeah, dude. We've never even played. Uh, you know, we had an Australian tour cancel for. Uh, yeah. Honestly, man, we we canceled the Japanese tour to accept the America tour that didn't happen, and then the Australia tour got canceled because of COVID. So, um, could have explored the world by now. So but, I mean, uh, I mean, and, and if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to. But like, I always wonder about this, right? You know, you're in a band that's like exploding right now. I mean, people are so excited about the music you're making. But you are, is it even possible for you to be really be a professional musician right now? Like, how are you guys making ends meet? I mean, you're still oh, young, dude. I guess. <laughs> like, maybe some people are still living at home. I mean, I lived at home for a very long time getting things off the ground. But I just wonder how, how can you make that work when, you, you know, you didn't, you didn't tour for like years and years and build up a savings and you don't own, yeah, your, course, you don't own your music. So yeah. that must be so <laughs> hard. Yeah, I know. Who'd have thought, you know, being a musician in the 21st century isn't, very financially <laughs> beneficial but um but yeah you know honestly the answer is the same way that we did it for the first five years you know i've been working part-time at a bar job for you know since like 2014 you know and they yeah. still got me there which is which is really cool um i run a patreon account um which is really cool and i do like a live stream uh once a week and that really helps me pay my rent you know but um to answer your question it is a weird one because it's like Holden Absence is a band that, you know, exists very much on a, on a worldly scale now, you know, and people, I see people tweet about us and, and I, you know, I've never even heard of the cities that they live in, you know, and, and it's really hard to kind of, that's the, the, the final thing to bridge for me now is like, I need to relate to these people more and, and I can't because I truly have never even lived a, or even walked down the streets that they kind of, that they live on, you know, so, so it is, it is weird being very like, eurocentric and, and self-contained but um yeah. you know I, I as i'm sure you would have guessed you know once this is all over dude you know i'm, I'm really hoping that that isn't the case you know yeah 100 percent. that <laughs> is that's crazy man well you know i want to talk about where you're from and growing up and everything you know you're from wales which mm. Well done. It's a, it's <laughs> it's a not, small. It's not a city in England. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's a. It's a country. Uh, I'm aware of this, and I have met plenty of friends from Wales over the years in other bands. And you know, for being a small country, a small community for music, a lot of really great music has come out. I mean, I think of like Funeral for a Friend. Yeah, or the or the big band and a Bullet for My Valentine and. and some other bands we can't talk about anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, just just w- what was it like for you growing up there? Did you go to, like, did you, were you a little kid going to those shows? Um, y- you know, w- what was it like, your experience, just being a Welsh person there and, and trying to be a musician? Yeah, Wales is a really, really special place because, you know, we're, we've got this, we're, we're a very passionate nation, first and foremost. You know, it's like Wales is very much about, you know, it is about singing and you know rugby and pints you know what i mean and i know it sounds stupid but <laughs> nobody does anything by half measures from wales you know it's it's very much like i love the things i love and unapologetically so you know so that was always something that was baked into me and another thing and you being a canadian would kind of get this is like you've kind of got this underdog chip on your shoulder nationally 
You know, it's like Canada's next to America. New Zealand is next to Australia. Wales is next to England. And I, I think like a lot of the time, you know, Wales always got like bunched into England. And I think that kind of bred this weird sense of like competition into to most Welsh people as well. So right. I'm very, you know, and, and I think that does, like you said, show in the music scene, specifically in the 2000s, you know, uh, like you said, Bullet Funeral, that band who must not be named, who I went to the same school as, believe it or not, yeah. like obviously decades later, but I grew up in the same village as that fucking band. So, which is crazy. But, you know, we're talking like Skin Dread, uh, you know, Kids in Glass Houses, The Blackout. Yeah, um, The Blackout. There were so many oh, brilliant yeah. bands. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, so growing up, it was like, music was so accessible because it was like, it was, it was everywhere you looked really, um, you know, and I'm very fortunate. I talk about this loads, you know, so um but my my family is is very music centric you know i i really i grew up around music um and i think i was always naturally inclined to kind of get into music and, and enjoy it um but yeah i get i guess i kind of i played a drum kit when i was 11 years of age and i used to sing frank sinatra <laughs> at like karaoke when i was like 10 you know and um and i, and I think it was just a really natural progression for me Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, I read in another interview that you said, you know, the two most thing, important things in your life are music and family, you For know, sure. yeah. and, and that's, I would say, I would answer that question the same way. I wish I thought of to say that because it's a very nice thing to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, how important was your family for helping you out, you know, uh, with whatever support and, and also I know your sister uh, sang on the new record as well. So that's kind of yeah. a, a really cool family connection. Yeah, dude. Well, you know, um, I think it, it is hard, you know, like having a, a teenage son who loves music and wants to be a musician, you know, that hmm. I, I, you know, my, my parents were always so supportive, but like you can obviously understand them not forcing you to be like, yeah, go be a band guy. You know what I mean? So my parents <laughs> right. were as supportive as I think was like healthy, <laughs> you know, um, and I was never a particularly like studious person, but um I, I did end up getting like a, a music degree as well. So I feel like in their eyes, I kind of did everything that I think a good parent would want from a son. You know, I did go to school. I did get my uh, A-levels and I did go to uni and I did graduate. And I think when I finished with uni uh, and Holden Absence pretty much started roundabout then, I think they kind of, they knew that they kick themselves not to encourage me. I think you know, right? Um, and and, um, and it's weird because 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 of where I'm from as well. You know, it's not like we're you know like mu music's a weird one. I think everyone in music is either poor or rich. <laughs> um, and I'm, I wasn't like particularly poor, but you know, I feel like with my parents, they did everything they could for me. You know what I mean? Um, and I still got the first guitar I ever had when I was like 18. You know, um, and it was a very much like a step by step process. And then yeah, yeah when I was I was about 12 years of age. I met uh, Scott, who is uh, the yeah. guitarist in Holden Absence and was the uh, guitarist in my first ever band as well. And and give or take a few years. Falling I, with been style. Moving. Let's shut him out. Music is on yes, Spotify. If people go, people want to hear his old band, whether he likes it or not, it's there. I listened to it man. this morning. So uh, <laughs> falling with Dude, style. Man. That's Thank Is that you, a Toy man. Story <laughs> reference? Yeah, I mean, I didn't name it. So I mean, we were kids, you know. It's, I like it's the only it. time, I, only time you can name a band after Fallen, after after Toy Story. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Thank you, man. And like, bro, you know, I mean, we were like quintessential, like post-hardcore, you know. So like, Silverstein was very much uh, up there in the in oh, the, well, the, the the listening kind well, of. Thank uh, you very much for us. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So myself and Scott, you know, we've been 
we've been making music together on and off for for a decade now. Um, yeah. And you know, and I, I I'm very fortunate um, to have had such a, a an infrastructure of not only family but good friends and 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 like I said, just trying to crawl my way out of this really small little village that I I grew up in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Pawnee Prid, is that it? Is that how you say um, it? <laughs> Ponty Preeth. Ponty, okay. And or, that... or Pont Preeth. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sorry. My, so it's like uh, three words. It's like, uh, means the, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, I, but that's the one, right? Or that's the area? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So that's my little village. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I know. I, give me some, give me a little credit. Dude, you've done, you smashed it. We you've played, done, uh, we played a show one time there. I know, I know it was with the blackout. Oh my God, dude. Yes. Um, you played the full Ponty. That, that's yeah. it. The full Ponty. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, dude, I was too young to, uh, well, I was too young to even know what good music was back then. But, um, I literally lived 10 minute walk from there, man. Yeah. And that is like to any music fan in Pontypridd, that is like, in the pantheon of the most iconic moments of, of our little town because like <laughs> you guys bro like that lineup was crazy looking back i think paramore played it like oh yeah um, perhaps yeah, yeah dude yeah honestly that yeah so respect man i forgot yeah. all about that that's crazy that, yeah <laughs> that's that, i kind of did too actually uh but no so okay so you went to school for music that's really interesting so like if i asked you okay so you know all the modes then uh no so i did i did pop <laughs> yeah 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 right uh no i did i did like popular music so that course was it was kind of interesting because it essentially every module was like a relevant musical thing so you had musical history you had wow. um musical performance composition uh and then i have finally you know the dreaded theory you know so right. i skirted around the theory bit but yeah wow that's crazy well hey looks like uh worked out for you you never hear about people like that do music that actually have music degrees i know, you know? dude yeah and that's kind of what's funny is like it didn't like help me really you know i, I like I, I knew all that stuff anyway it was actually funny because with fallen style um we played download festival when we were just like 18 um and it was like you know the, the pinnacle of that of our band's career yeah. but i remember turning up to university on the first week um and they were like um yeah and we'll even do a gig for part of the this module you know and like about five kids were like yes i finally get to play a gig and i remember being like i've literally played download festival like it's so <laughs> weird how like different that was you know oh uh, yeah I, absolutely that is that's super funny um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you're well-versed in music, maybe not theory as much as you want to lead on. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. you know, one thing that really sets, I think your new album apart and, and really your band apart, but the new record, especially in the climate that's, that's going on with music is that you're not afraid to put some longer, uh, compositions, some longer arrangements together and really just, uh, express yourself in that way i feel like so many bands these days it's like three and a half minutes Dude, and, yeah, and sure. if a star song starts approaching the four minute mark it's like oh what's wrong with this thing 
you know, <laughs> and, and labels are, you know, everyone's trying to write songs that are that are either that length or even shorter. And here you guys are like, no, we'll we'll full on bust out a seven minute jam, and, Dude, yeah, and we'll sure. put a lot more into it, which which I think is really special, and I think that that's part of the reason why people are noticing you guys because there's a real emotion and expression that exists in your band that isn't found a lot these days. Thank you, bro. Um, and, you know, I think anybody who knows our band will know that the emotion is kind of the the kind of apex of what we do is, kind of, is very much the point, you know. And But like you said, you know, with the song length thing, I think, honestly, uh, you know, the goal was always to embrace emotion and kind of break stigma and talk about things that were maybe a bit too sensitive, you know, and that made us inadvertently quite a bombastic, unapologetic band in some respects. I know some people mm -hmm. will listen to us and think, you know, we're just like generic <laughs> rock music, you know, and I, I get that. But, you know, for, for me personally, the things that I feel that I'm, I'm kind of putting into these songs on a lyrical level, I, I feel like sometimes are, are quite like, um, I don't want to sound like over the top, but sometimes quite daring, you know, I, I some mm -hmm. of our lyrics, you know, you wouldn't hear on the radio, you know, and like, and I, I just, you know, we've always loved the idea of just being like, screw it, man. If we're going to make the message feel like this epic thing, then let's make the music feel like this epic thing, you know? And we, our third ever song was like six minutes and 10 seconds long. And then the closer on our debut was six minutes and 30 seconds long. And now the closer on our new record is seven minutes long. So right. hopefully next album we'll, um, we'll have a seven and a half. <laughs> okay. But, uh, no, yes. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yes. No, I want, I want Inagata Devita. Uh, I want <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. I want uh, yeah. the the decline. I want I want all of it, man. And and you're capable of doing it. So that's uh, that's very very cool. And I do encourage everybody listening to this. If you've somehow missed out on the new record, the greatest mistake of my life from Holding Absence, don't miss it. And whenever they're coming to your place, hopefully <laughs> soon. Uh, you guys have anything on the books right now? Any uh, any tour plans? I mean, maybe you can't talk about them all, but I assume it's like once you get the green light, it's yeah, going to be go, go, go. Like you're probably not going to be sitting in that room for uh, very long. <laughs> yeah, which is a nice change because that's all I do at the moment. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, to be honest, you know, our books are pretty chocker at the moment in theory, you know, uh, everything looks really fun. Everything that's lined up and it, it, nothing's really kind of announced yet because you know you know we want to make sure that they might happen before we kind of announce them but as it stands though we are doing um uh blah, blah, blah. we're doing a headline run in the uk uh we're playing some really decent sized venues you know and, and i'm really i'm really you know i'm really proud of our, our band and kind of where we're at and and i think i'm just excited to start building little kind of castles everywhere in the world rather than just in the uk you know? right yeah it's it's funny that when you know what we've all been through and how so many bands have been gaining popularity without actually performing dude it's crazy man you, yeah you like know. i what sorry to cut in but like no you're fine um, I, I remember i was listening to to a podcast the other day and they were talking about you know obviously spirit box are like flavor of the month at the moment but sure. it is wow. crazy how few shows they or you know yeah. i think they'd only just did a, a tour of europe or, or you know yeah like, they, they did one you know they, they, yeah they were on tour with europe i think I think they were in Europe when it all came crashing when it down. Happened, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and like, it's just so crazy to think a band, and for the record, incredible band. I don't, you know, I don't need to tell anyone that everybody knows, but, you know, um, it's just mad to think that so much work can be done 
kind of on the internet, you know, and, and a band like ours has always been about getting people's faces. And, and I, I try not to, you know, look at numbers cause that's such a, a depressing game. You know, every musician will tell you, but, um, but yeah, it is mad how you can exist outside of actually playing instruments in front of people at the moment, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just, it, is it is there a fear though that you know not not to say like you feel like a fraud although a lot of musicians do feel like a fraud that's a common thing that that gets talked about (laughs) here but when you when you like the last time you played in let's just say london for example because i know how obsessed the music industry in the uk is with the venue size that bands perform in london or how many (laughs) nights and and whatever it's i find it very amusing actually but you know to go from uh, I don't know where the last where the last place you played in London. I have no idea, but you know whatever that was, obviously probably a pretty small place. And then your next show is going to be at I don't and I, again I don't know the venue, but let's say uh, Electric Ballroom, maybe bigger. I don't know uh, where you guys are playing, but to all of a sudden kind of not to say like skip those steps because yeah, you sure. you've grown here and you've you, this is legitimate and you're popular. But how's that feel? Like that that must just be a strange sort of realization. Like you're going to look out there and be like, holy crap, all these people, they found our Spotify page, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, man. You know, um, it's funny because I always say with Holden Absence, you know, we, we stubbed our toe on every step of the ladder. You know, I, I don't think we ever really like <laughs> skipped, uh, you know, I don't think we ever skipped a step. I think we always were very one by one by one, you know, and, and you know, I look back at our first tour and, you know, we truly were playing to nobody, you know. Um, and then, yeah, so it is kind of, we had the concept of skipping a step and being like, oh God, you know, we've, we've gone up two venue sizes rather than one this time. You know? Okay. Okay. Um, you know, but, um, but yeah, man, I, I just think like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like it's all going to have this sense of like, like a born again kind of vibe when, uh, when everything starts back, you know, I think most musicians, I mean, you know, we're all the same. This is the longest gap I've had in my whole musical career. I'm going to have to relearn how to sing any of these songs, you know? Um, so I'll probably be more worried about trying to remember how to sing than being like, Ooh, <laughs> wow. We're playing a big venue now. You know what I mean? Well, that's yeah. for, for sure. And that's part of it. I mean, is, is those your chops, right? That we've yeah, all been, we've none of us been playing. So like, it's not going to be easy to get back on that, on that horse um, at all. Well, I'm going to open up the, uh, the chat here. If anybody has any questions for Lucas, feel free to post them. Uh, I want to ask you about your song, uh, "The Afterlife," just just because uh, this song has had or, or "Afterlife." Sorry, there's no "the." Yeah. <laughs> this song has had such an impact. You know, it's been shared so much, and and so many people are talking about this song. Uh, obviously, it's the most popular on your Spotify, for example. What went into this one? Did, was this was this a song that came together relatively quickly? Did it take a while? Did you know it was going to be something that was going to resonate with people? Yeah, this was an interesting song because I always say it was the easiest and the hardest on the record to write because that chorus just came out of just nowhere. You know, we we knew we wanted a bit more of like a four to the floor kind of beat. You know, we loved that vibe. And our drummer is is such a beast that like (laughs) when Ash plays drums, like, you know, you can feel the kit move every hit, you know, and that that song, I I, I truly believe it's got such a, a vibe to it because his bass drum is being hit underneath the snare. You know what I mean? Like right. it, it's just dump, 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 you know? Um, but yeah, so we knew we wanted that kind of beat. And then the chorus just kind of wrote itself. And then honestly, you know, trying to fabricate these like 
and tether these bridges between the choruses was just the hardest part of the right. whole record. You know, it took months and months and months. But um, you know, I I really I'm really proud of this this song specifically because you know it's it's got it's got a you know a cool, a cool chorus. I'm very proud of of the way that it is. But I I love the message underneath it as well and. And the message really did come by accident. You know, the lyrics, I know I'm out of sight, but am I out of mind? And when I close my eyes, I dream I'll see you in the afterlife. That very much wrote itself. And then I kind of stepped back and I was like, what does that mean? You, you know how it is. You'll, you'll accidentally write a chorus with some lyrics that don't make any sense. How do I make sense of this? Um, <laughs> totally. And yeah, That's and honesty the right time. there. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, for me, it, it sounds really stupid, but I was playing... Um, Legend of Zelda, The Breath of the Wild, which is like one of the best games ever. And there's a character who you're ma the main character kind of, you know, has like a, a relationship with and she dies. And basically her thing is that when you die, she kind of brings you back to life. And then I just remember thinking like the idea of her spirit, like following you all game was such a profound thing. I was like, God, yeah. And then right. I realized I was like, I feel like, for example, me personally, I feel like my my BAMP, who's, you know, my grandfather, like, I feel like his spirit has followed me through my whole life, you know? I, I, I like yeah. He passed away when I was young, and, and I feel like he, everything I've ever done, every victory I've ever had as a person, like, I always felt like he was there with me. And then, I think, that, yeah, the song just kind of came from there. It's just knowing that you're not alone, even though you might miss this person. You're, A, they're still with you, and B, you're never alone because they're with you. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's uh very interesting. Yeah, you know, in, in it's proof that inspiration can kind of come from Come from anyway. Anything. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Um, no, and and I also really like that you said that about the you know, the kind of like the glue of the record sometimes being the hardest part, you know, putting yeah. together the transitions and all that stuff between the songs when like the the absolute fire chorus was just like, yeah, I don't know. Wrote, like Who that knows? just came out and that was written in 5 minutes, but then the the actual stringing the thing together was can take months or like sometimes years or sometimes you never figure it out yeah so sure. that's I've, uh, I mean, I've got loads of songs that i've not strung together years later you know absolutely all so right we hopefully got some, someday <laughs> yeah we got some questions here in the chat thank you everybody for posting it uh i like this question actually what song are you most excited to play live mm, i think for me uh hey ashley how's it going by the way uh i think for me um Obviously, the record opens with the celebration song, like, Explosion. Um, and mm. I, I think one thing that I've really loved about this album is it's become more poignant because of the pandemic, despite not being a conscious thing, you know. Um, but I just, yeah, that, that lyric, I'm Alive, is the opening lyric. And it's this moment of, of joy and euphoria. And I just think that first second back is just going to be so joyous and so euphoric that I think it's a very fitting lyric. So, so yeah, so that, that'll be fun. So you're going to start with that track. So you're telling us the yeah. set list. The set list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <right>. Celebration <laughs> song, morning song, you know, right? That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. those are going to be in there. Uh, that's actually Taylor says, is there a connection between the songs? Uh, and, and some, some words he says is too long. I would say mm, yeah, there yeah, is yeah, a connection just, if you want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, for sure. And that was a very conscious thing is um, if I'm to go into it a little deeper, the first song on our debut was called Perish Song originally. Mm. And then get this, I realized it's a move off Pokemon <laughs> and my subconscious had named a song after a Pokemon move. So I was like, I need to remove <laughs> song from that. So it's just called Perish. But um, I had this really cool idea of 
maybe opening all the records was like a trilogy of songs, you know. So I'd come up in, in my head, Parish song, celebration song, morning song. And then obviously I had to take the song off of Parish so I wouldn't look like such a nerd. Um, and then I, I really loved the idea of celebration and morning kind of opening and closing the record and having this kind of this little like sister kind of vibe, you know, with these two songs that kind of joined together. Um, and yeah, and basically those songs, the lyrics are about finding a relationship with death and understanding death, but through two very different means. So Celebration Song is about overcoming depression, essentially, at least for however long, you know, maybe a couple of minutes, but having that clarity that, you know, you've gone, you've wanted to not live for so long that now you want to live, life is so special, you know, and you really right. value it. And then Morning Song is a song about losing somebody and kind of living for them, you know, and, and, and looking at it as like, a, if you can't live for yourself, then I will live for you, you know. Um, so, so yeah, so two songs that look at death and life through very different lenses, I guess. There you go. I love that. Okay, a couple quick ones here. What was the most memorable thing about making this record? Ooh, um, so this was the first, this was the first one where we kind of had that, uh, typical, like I'm in the studio for five weeks and it's just right. me and my homies, you know, like yeah. the first one was recorded over two kind of sit-ins and it was a bit of a, bit of a mess really. But, um, but yeah, so for me, it was just like, it was the archetypal, uh, I guess, yeah, the, the, the trope of just how fun being in the studio is and just eating, sleeping, breathing music. But I think the, the best memory is probably ironically eating every night we'd like somebody would be on cooking duties and it'd be like, Ooh, like who's cooking tonight, baby? Like what, what you got for me? <laughs> you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Honestly, I know it sounds really stupid, but having like, you know, uh, you know, uh, like eight hours of recording. And then at the end of the day, just sitting around the table and just chowing down, man, every day was just such a, yeah, really cool kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's great. Well, that gets you ready for getting back out on tour, I guess, again, too. Although, I guess at the Train time you made the record, you didn't know this was all going to go south. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Uh, all right. What else we got here? Um, what's your favorite soft drink? That's random enough to put on the Ooh, screen. Ooh, damn. Uh, my favorite soft drink, <laughs> just saying out loud is stupid. Um, oh, dude, I used to love Dr. Pepper when I was a kid. I was a fiend. <laughs> I'd have a can a day, man, in school, you know. <laughs> Ugh, I regret, you know, I talk with my mouth a bit closed more than <laughs> more than I would have if I, if I hadn't drunk so much. But yeah, Dr. Pepper is, is the one for me. It's a death row drink, I think. All right, follow-up question. What are you having for tea tonight? <laughs> this is our drummer, by the way. <laughs> oh, Ash, they're the hard hitter. The four-on-the-floor hard-hitting drummer. What's up, Ash? Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Um, but yeah, uh, Greeno, I had... Because I knew we were doing this tonight, I thought I'd quickly go and get a ready meal. So I had a vegan katsu curry from Co-op. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good, dude. Are you vegan? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we all are. I think. Your whole band's vegan. Oh, at least. That's awesome. Yeah, we got we got a new bassist, so we're trying to break him into it. But three of us are. Yeah. We had, yeah, we are Silverstein. We, I don't know if we were ever all vegan at the same time. We currently have three vegans and two meat eaters. What, at one point, we were all vegetarian with with a few vegans, but never never a whole vegan band. I Dude, think yeah, uh, I Rise Against might be a whole vegan band. They might be the only. They're, I'm sure there are loads because I think once you know once it seeps into your social circle, you know, right? I guess it's, it's easier to do if all your your bandmates are doing it. I guess. Yeah, well, propaganda, um, propaganda, obviously, that's another one. But no, it's cool. Good for you guys, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, we well, got any more questions here? Oh, favorite Pokemon. 
Favorite Pokemon? Oh, wowie. Um, uh, ooh, it's a really toughie. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm just going to say Mudkip. Mudkip Mud started Kip. out as a meme, then become like okay. a genuinely competitive beast. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate story arc. <laughs> there you go. I love it, man. Well, dude, thank you for uh, for being here, and thank you for the chat for the uh, the awesome the awesome questions. Uh, everyone should not miss the greatest mistake of my life because this record is amazing, and uh, thank you, I've been spinning it hard since it came out. What else to tell the people? Honestly, man, you know, we exist, uh, you know, we, we live vicariously through Spotify right now. So, you know, just, just if, if people have not checked out the record, check it out. That's, that's all I ask, really, you know. Um, I, I hope we'll be in front of people very soon, you know, but I feel like everybody's got the same answer for this at the moment you know but dude you know before i go i just want to thank you so much man for having me i I love the show i know i kind of uh, rattled your year off a bit earlier but i literally have been listening to this podcast for so long so i'm very honored to be a part of it and the fact that you even checked us out man means the world oh no yeah i know i've i've been loving you guys for for quite a while now actually i mean not like 10 years obviously but and I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say, yeah, I was hot on falling with style, and <laughs> I've, you know, I've got all the demo tapes, and no, but, but for, for probably a, a good solid, uh, uh, year, year and a half, I've, I've, um, I really enjoyed your music, and the new record didn't disappoint for me. So I'm, I'm very excited to have you here, Lucas, and, and happy to spread the word about, about your band. So, thank you, man, and bro, hopefully we get to meet someday. That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, as lovely as this chat has been. It'd be good to just. Of you course, know, man. We'll, hang, we'll get you know some. I mean? We'll get so, some. You can show somewhere. me all the all the good vegan curry places. We'll hang. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, boy. <laughs> all right, man. Cool, man. Well, Lucas, thanks so much. Thank you, bro. Good luck with the other interview as well. See you soon. Take care. Nice, bro. And there it is with Lucas. What a lovely bloke. A Welsh lad. He's the best, and so much talent. And I gotta say, I was absolutely floored that they have never left the European continent. UK and Europe only. They've never been to North America. I just... I... Okay, if you go to a holding absence show, you better show them a good time, okay? I cannot wait to see this band. They are just... Oh, the talent. They ooze talent, and it is such an amazing, amazing project. I'm so happy they're doing this, and they're going to kill it. They are going to kill it. So check them out. Check out their new record. I'm going to play a tune in just a second. This is such a banger. But before I do, I want to thank you all so much for listening to this. Thank you for supporting this. It means so much. I feel so privileged that I get to do this every week twice with this and new noise with Mike Howell. So thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. Check out the all access club. Check out everything. But here is the bang in tune. The one you have to hear. You're going to love it. Here it is. Afterlife by holding absence on lead singer syndrome. Peace and love. See you next time. I know I'm out of sight, but am I out of